0: hello and welcome in to a special edition of the IdahoSports.com prepcasts. prep casts no matter which of our regional prep casts you listen to week in week out north idaho treasure valley magic valley or east idaho you're getting a little bonus content this week because we are uh, on the verge of starting the 2023 high school volleyball season here in the state of idaho so welcome into our special volleyball season preview show. My name is Brandon Bainey, but the real person you all came to hear talk because she (laughs) knows the game inside and out is uh, Lindsay Togiai Afu. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining
1: us. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. I really enjoyed it. And we're, well, yeah, we're excited. Volleyball season's always an exciting time for us.
0: (laughs) Definitely. So you came on last year uh, with some volleyball coverage. Uh, You will have uh, a weekly... Call keeping up with the kill uh, i love the title it's one of the best titles of anything we do at idahosports.com <laughs> um so we're we're really excited and looking forward to that um but really quickly just introduce yourself to our audience you have quite uh the career as a player and now also in coaching
1: uh, thank you <laughs> um so basically i've been playing volleyball my whole life <laughs> and then um i played at century uh for four years um under Pauline there. Uh, we got our first state championship while I was there. And then I went to Montana state, um, on scholarship for volleyball. And then we, well, I moved to Utah and got, um, my master's degree. And then when I moved back, um, my husband and I both coach, and we coached at Highland Pocatello and now we, um, coach at Rockland. <laughs> so, and we, then we, um, I'm the director of Hotel Elite, and so um, we also have been coaching club for three years now. So, yeah, volleyball is and always has been a huge part of my life. (laughs) Coaching is very different, um, but the competitiveness as a coach is still there for me. So,
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely. Uh, And being in the club scene, you are really tapped into, uh, you know, which teams around the state are looking strong. You, of course, help coach at Rocklands, you know, especially very well as uh we get into our into our season preview here we're going to start at the opposite level of where you coach we're going to start all the way at the 5a level where last last year was the first year that skyview was not there skyview uh moved down to 4a it created this big opening and we thought okay which team is gonna step Mm -hmm. up and reclaim 5a dominance it ended up being Madison. Madison took out a really uh, surprising Timberline team in the championship. Timberline was the sixth seed, got all the way to the finals. So Madison is the team to beat in the 5A ranks. Uh, they've got a new coach this year, Miranda Mestis, uh, the longtime great coach for Madison, uh, retired in the offseason, um, but a lot of good, talented players returning for Madison. I expect the Bob
1: strawman's yeah, so I think Madison will be returning to that state championship. Um, although they got a new coach, um, several high schools got a new coach this year. So <laughs> that's kind of a funding thing we're going to see this year is you see a lot of new head coaches. You'll see that. And I mean, a lot <laughs> at all levels. And so with her leaving, but with who's stepping in uh, with Whitney, I actually played against her. She played for Rigby while I was in high school. And they, her team was actually in the state championship my senior year with us. <laughs> um, anyways, and then she, she's a really good player. She went on to play at BYU. And, yeah, she was dominant then and in college as well. Um, so I think she'll do, she'll do good for them, <laughs> um, even stepping in as a new coach. Um, I think that Timberline was a surprise. They fought their way back around the bracket um, to find their way in the state championship. Um, so, you know, I think it's kind of a toss up of who they might be against. <laughs> um, because I think post falls is returning some good players as well. And they, they fought well with Madison and Timberland prior to the state championship. So I think they'll be up there again. Um, but yeah, I, I agree on the Madison part.
0: <laughs> yes. Whitney Howard is the new coach at Madison. And we'll try to highlight all of the coaching changes as we talk about each team. But, uh, you're right there. There were a ton. So if we miss one, sorry. <laughs> um, and, and also we're, we're talking about players that are returning based upon they were on the team last year. Of course, players could transfer from one school to another and we okay. won't know that until we actually see them take the floor. So if we have a player or two wrong, you know, just, just forgive that. us for that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so let's talk about the rest of Madison's conference where um Highland I think looks really good uh Rigby and Thunder Ridge have really good individual anchors to their team but Highland returns four all-conference players from a year ago Ashlyn Smith, Kaylin Hay, Jenna Riley, and Claire Fellows and they're all seniors what do you think about the Rams
1: um so they actually um in addition to what you just mentioned they have seven seniors total this year on the team um so they got a lot of seniors (laughs) um So, I mean, with that comes, you know, experience. And I think that helps a lot when you get, you know, later on in districts or state championships, things like that. So I think they have a good advantage there. Obviously their district is really hard. (laughs) So um, it'll be interesting to see them face Madison. So that that'll be one that I want to see. I think that um, Ashlyn and Kay have done a good job for them for a long time. Um, the others, we haven't quite seen a lot. They kind of came into the scene last year. But um, I think that those four, along with the other three seniors, will help that team a lot and possibly <laughs> face Madison the way they want to. <laughs> so.
0: Yes, I think it's going to be um, a season of which team can improve the most uh, and be playing at their absolute best when right. districts rolls around. Highland went 10-6 and six last year. Uh, three and three in the conference, which was incredibly difficult, as we said. Yeah. Um, Thunder Ridge was actually the other team that got to state last year. And Thunder Ridge has a returning uh, all-conference uh, hitter in Bailey Coons. Uh, Rigby struggled a little bit last year, but they've got yeah. one of the tallest players in the conference, Cambry Barber, and I watched her play basketball, and she's phenomenal. So uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: at,
0: this this conference overall, I think, is going to be oh. really difficult, right?
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, with the names you just mentioned alone, but volleyball is true a true team sport. <laughs> you need all six of those players to really step on together and become one because you, you always want those three touches within those six players. So although some teams might have one or two good players, it'll come down to who has the better six. Definitely.
0: Uh, okay, let's swing over to District Three, the big Southern Idaho Conference. There are 13 teams in this league. Uh, t- Timberline was the team, the last team standing last year as the sixth seeded state. Uh, is Timberline the team to beat, or are you do you have your eye on somebody else? Eagle, of course, was very good in the regular season last year, also.
1: Yeah, that one's hard. I don't know if it's because they have so many teams or there, there's a lot of talent like mixed in those 13 teams. So um, a lot of those girls we did see in club, they play for Crush and other clubs up in that Boise area. And so I think, you know, those girls, when they get together to play for club, it's it's different. You know, they, they, they take them all from all of those schools. But then when they go to their high school, then like we talked about, you have one or two from their club teams and then they face each other but it's just not the same it becomes <laughs> it becomes harder because you're not used to playing with some players especially you know where you have that mix of you know upcoming freshmen who are really good but you have those you know dominant seniors who are taking on those leadership roles i think that mix of it will come into play where timberline i know that they have a couple good players that you've mentioned like anchors for their team but i guess we'll see i, I know that eagle is actually returning more
0: so yeah and i think that's where I lean is eagle with um delaney bub Liv, manning were all both all state players a year ago avery hassman and bahia house are, are both back as well for the mustangs eagle went to state last year as the five seed they had to play madison in the second round lost and then they lost a timberline three to two in just a grueling five-set thriller and their mm-hmm. state tournament was done they were one and two and and out and so uh, Timberland has returned Allie Cox and Ava Brickner as well. Also getting to state last year from District 3, uh, we saw Owyhee and Boise. And I think Awaihee especially, they've been kind of a young team, obviously only their third year of being a high school, but they've got a trio of juniors, Mikhail Roy, who's got some good height, Riley Beck and Shaney McWilliams, who all earned all conference honors as sophomores last year. So I think Owyhee could take a big step forward too.
1: That's true. <laughs> you got those younger ones in the mix and now, you know, they're only getting more experience and where they got, you know, those accolades last year. We'll see, we'll see what they can do this year. I, I, I forgot about OIHE actually. I know that they're in there, but it's, it's probably just cause they're younger. They haven't been around the scene, the high school included that long yet. So, <laughs>
0: And I think that's the way they'd prefer to keep it. Yeah, everyone <laughs> forget about us. Don't pay attention to what we're doing over here. And then we'll we'll True. come get you when we need to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would say two other teams to keep an eye on from the uh, district three uh, centennial always seems to have a good program. Uh, Eliana Tia and Dalen Harris are both back and then Rocky mountain as well. Rocky mountain brings back some, really talented seniors and like Anna DeBell and Aubrey Evans. And so those are two more teams um, that I would keep an eye on. I think when we talk about the best player in the 5A classification, though, I think it's actually up north in post-falls, Kylie Monday, who has committed to the University of San Diego. That's a Division I program. Um, She is back for a post-falls team that took third last year. I think the sky's the limit for both Monday and the Trojans this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, I would say that Post Falls is definitely one to look out for, like, later on in the season. I would like to see where they're at. I think they're a contender for that 5A title, actually, I would say. And I do agree with you that she brings a lot of leadership to that team. And she's, you know, well-rounded, you know, knows her court sense. She's, yes, she's a very good player among really good players in that 5A division. (laughs)
0: It's so exciting to see all of these Idaho volleyball athletes, you know, get get these high level D1 offers. Uh, It's so it must be so exciting for you as a coach and and a fan of the sport, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, we love to see it. I mean, we have a lot recently from all levels, you know, going, you know, anywhere from San Diego to Idaho State, Montana, you know, pretty much all over. (laughs) But that's great. The more exposure, you know, Idaho volleyball can get. That's great.
0: Yeah, there seems to be a Skyview to BYU pipeline to <laughs> talk about. Skyview, yeah. of course. <laughs> was- yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about Skyview here in just a second. Uh, to wrap up up North, Lake City was the other team that got to state last year. They lost a lot to graduation. You know, we'll see who's coming up through through the ranks. But uh, that second spot, I think, is totally up for grabs. Coeur has Paisley Goings coming back uh Lewiston has Addy McCarter a really good junior coming back. Um it'll be interesting to see those other three teams duke it out but Post Falls clearly I think the favorite there at the 5A level. Uh 4A what do we need to talk about? It's Skyview. It, it, it's it's <laughs> always Skyview. What what makes them so good, Lindsay, every year?
1: Um so I mean it's just the girls that you have on that team, they play year round volleyball. <laughs> and when I say you're round they're they're playing for their club up there at Crush and you know most of them are playing together or you know you have like three or four players playing on the same team and that really carries over to that high school team. Um, and they can play at high levels. you know they go to national tournaments, they went to that ESPN tournament last year as a high school, um, which is a big deal. And then you know you just have players who have so much experience playing at that faster pace. And then when they carry it over into high school, it's actually not as quite as fast as club, but so that's why they're they're just very dominant. And then a lot of those girls are going to play college at an even faster pace, so they want to get prepared for that. Yes,
0: um, Alex Acevedo uh, was the. Uh not only the Southern Idaho conference player of the year, but I believe she was the Gatorade player of the year last year. She has moved on to Oregon playing for the ducks. That gives you an idea of the kind of the talent level we're talking about here at Skyview. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, Bellamy Buse is back. She played as a freshman. She broke into the starting lineup as a freshman at Skyview, which is incredibly difficult to do. Alex Bowers, Melissa Iyer, Brindley uh, per, uh, Perrine. There's so many great <laughs> athletes for Skyview. I guess the question is, Lindsay, who is the team that will be facing Skyview for the 4A championship? That's where the intrigue is.
1: I, I agree, because I know that Skyview... I would bet money that Skyview is going to be there. Um, I think that Canyon Ridge actually has a good shot. Um, and then... I think that Pocatello actually has a good shot to be up there in that division. Okay. They obviously haven't been to state for a very long time, but this year is different for them.
0: Yeah, we've seen sort of a renaissance um, at Pocatello High School. Their girls' basketball team got to state for the first time in a long time last year. We obviously know their track and field team is always – uh, competing and in the mix at state as well. So um, yeah. let's 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 take a look at the first team that you mentioned, uh, Canyon Ridge. They were yeah. exceptional last year. They went 16 and three, um, but then they they bit the dust at state. They went two and out. They lost to Century, the seventh seed, your alma mater, right mm-hmm. away, and and then they lost uh, to um, Columbia in a uh, loser out game as well. We had last year. This was crazy. The seven seed century and the six seed Moscow both got wins in the first round. So you had a seven and a six on that winner's side of the bracket. It was pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. I remember that um, set or game between century and Canyon Ridge, they went five sets and that was a really tough battle there. Um, They both, I would say played really well, um, but century probably played one of the best games they'd played yet um, in that game. (laughs) Uh Canyon Ridge though, you know, fortunately for them, they only graduated one. <laughs> and so c- returning mostly everybody, and we saw a lot of those girls play year-round as well. I I think they're gonna be good this year. I think they have a good chance of making it to that championship as well.
0: Yeah, highlighting the returnees are a pair of all-state players, uh outside hitters, Maddie Bland and Abby McLean, both seniors, both part of this really good group of upperclassmen. Uh, that Canyon Ridge has uh, Twin Falls uh, has been kind of the other power uh, in that district, the the Great Basin Conference District. Four Twin Falls went fourteen and six last year. Also got to state. Uh, also got to the semifinals or the second round, where they lost to Skyview, um, and then they were bounced after that. But. Ah, uh, this is a Twin Falls team that also returns quite a bit. Jacqueline Hawkins is their head coach. I think she does a great job um, with this program. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the crosstown rival for Canyon Ridge, the Twin Falls
1: Bruins? That's that's a good rivalry. <laughs> I think that Canyon Ridge just kind of flew under the radar for a bit because they are newer ish in compared in, compar- in comparison to Twin Falls. But I think that I think that Canyon Ridge will win it again. <laughs> Last year was their. First district title, um, which was huge for them. But I think, you know, as long as they keep working, I think they can earn it again this year just because of, you know, who you mentioned. Um, is it McLean? Is that her last name?
0: Uh, yeah, McLean. Yep. Yeah.
1: Have you seen her play? She is. I, I haven't like... had the chance to watch <laughs> Canyon
0: Ridge. <laughs> no.
1: So she um, saw a little bit in club as well. She is a very tall, dominant outside. Um, So she's definitely a scorer for them and where, you know, in balance in that six rotations, she has an opposite who can also score. Um, You know, that's going to, that's going to be huge for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think definitely be in their conference championship and they can make it far at state as well.
0: Yeah. It's uh, really exciting to see the city of twin falls have such great volleyball overall. I'd say those two are definitely the top two. Um, Last year, Wood River was very good. 13 and five. They were a very senior heavy team. We'll see what they can replace. Um, And then all of the other programs I think have the potential to take that next step. But to me, it is the two, the two teams in twin falls that are the favorites in district four. So let's, let's go to district five in the Southeast Idaho conference. Uh, Century has long been kind of the premier power Back. When you were playing, of course, and Pauline Theros <laughs> was coaching, and winning multiple state championships, and and even the last year where maybe at the statewide level Century wasn't as strong, but they still went four and zero in conference yeah. play, and they went twelve and nine overall. But you think Pocatello was primed for the big breakthrough?
1: I believe so. Yes, um, they have many seniors <laughs> this year as well, um, and they've kind of. You know, always been in the battle with Century, but couldn't quite, you know, beat those seniors that they had last year. Um, but this year, you know, they've faced in some summer tournaments and, you know, Pokey's come out ahead. And I, I feel like looking at the two teams that Pokey should win it this year. And then, you know, you can't forget about Preston, they're in their conference as well. But I feel like even looking at just all three of those teams, yeah, I, I feel that the the one to win is Pocatello this year. Um, they have Addie Evans, who um, is actually going to go on um, for college as well. She's looking into Rocky Mountain in Montana, and then Westminster in Utah. Um, and then they have Naomi Shipley, who is a setter. So you see, you see, you have some people who like aren't on that list who you wouldn't know about, <laughs> and I'm bringing them up. But it, it, it's a good thing, I hope but not for other coaches to like scout them out, but just so that they get some recognition because um, they are seniors this year and they've, you know, worked their way to this point.
0: Yeah. That's one of the hard things about this conference is I don't believe they do an all conference team when the season's over since there's only three schools. Three. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it can be hard sometimes to keep track of the postseason accolades, but yeah, Pocatello is a, is a team that, uh, I like their balance, like you said, of the passing with with the great setter um, and then setting up the attack on the outside too. I, I nice. think it's good balance. Um, the interesting thing about this conference is two of the three schools have new head coaches, including <laughs> at, at Pocatello where Paige Latham is the new coach, and at Century, uh, Meg Fleischman is the new coach there for the Diamondbacks as well.
1: Yeah, I think those are, um, you know, pretty interesting changes. Like I said, there's so many (laughs) new head coaches this year coming into it, but um, where Paige has coached, uh, you know, Highlands JV for the past, I don't know how many years uh, she's been on the coaching scene. Um, Meg is a little bit more of a surprising one, (laughs) just because she's always been a teacher out there, essentially. Like she was my teacher. (laughs) So um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It'll just be interesting. Um, I know that she, you know, played volleyball and basketball um, when she was growing up, but I just haven't seen her like on the volleyball scene. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, and she also is going to be coaching the girls basketball team at Century this year as well. So that's, she's going all (laughs) in. She went from not coaching at all to I'm going to be the head coach for two
1: teams. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think she'll do a good job though. Um, uh, You know, she's very driven, you know, she wants the girls and the school to succeed (laughs) <laughs> She's been at Century for a long time, both her and her husband. So <laughs> I know she wants to do well for the school.
0: Yes. Uh, the Fleischman name is synonymous with Century High School. Uh, I think they were there when it first opened in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> They're OG. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Let's swing back to Skyview's district, District 3, uh, the Southern Idaho Conference. We know Skyview is, is the team. Uh, the second team to get to state last year from this district was Columbia and the Wildcats came in as the three seed and actually had uh, a top three finish. They got all the way to the championship match where they lost to Skyview uh, hmm. three to one. So Columbia is a team that had a lot of momentum last year. And when you look at who's coming back, uh, they did lose, you know, a couple of talented players to graduation, but they bring back Berlin Overturf, Who's a great senior. Do you think, Columbia is still the second team to beat or is it somebody else in, in that conference?
1: Uh, I don't know. Columbia, that one's hard for me. Um, I just, and I guess I need to look at them a little bit more. Columbia kind of surprised me, I guess at the state tournament <laughs> coming, you know, back around and getting to that with Skyview and even beating them a set, you know, cause Skyview is pretty dominant and they don't drop a set most of the time. So, um, I just thought it was good for them. And I, I did see that they did lose, um, some key seniors from their team last year, but that doesn't mean that they don't have those youngers coming up to fill those spots. So I guess it'll be interesting to see that I am. Um, I will be looking into.
0: <laughs> yes. They lost uh twin sisters, Miley and Maggie Mills. Uh, oh. they lost Cora young, their big six, one blocker in the middle. So, but, but, you know, a lot of sophomores on the varsity team last right. year as well. And I, I think when Columbia beat Skyview at state in, in that set, I believe that was the first set Skyview had dropped to an Idaho opponent all year uh, was against Columbia at state, which is oh. just mind boggling to think did, about.
1: They didn't drop a set hardly ever until they went to that national tournament. <laughs> so that's good for them. And where they were yeah. young too, I think, yeah, I think they have a good chance then they had, uh, yeah, quite a few sophomores, like you mentioned, being juniors now, they can fill those spots that they lost. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then a- every other team in the conference has like at least one returning all-conference player that they can kind of hang their hat on. Bishop Kelly has Judith Burke. Caldwell has Tamar Callender. Ridgeview's got Holland Miller and McKenna Durant. Valleyview's got Adelina Alfonso. So the question is, who has the depth to go right. along with that returning all-league talent?
1: Exactly. And I guess we'll see because it's, well, it's preseason. <laughs> so here we go. I guess we'll see which teams are coming prepared and which teams are going to work hard. Yeah,
0: we'll, uh, we'll see how it all shakes out as the season gets going. Um, the next place I wanted to go was District 6, the High Country Conference, because a team that is really good year in, year out, but kind of gets lost amongst all the noise of you know Canyon Ridge and, and right. Skyview, uh, Bonneville just so good year in year out uh, representing East Idaho uh, on the statewide level. What makes Bonneville such a a good program, Lindsay?
1: Uh, They've had the same coach since I was in high school. (laughs) Uh, Santa McCurdy is still there. Um, She does a great job of really fine tuning players and teaching them, you know, ball control and discipline. And those are super important things (laughs) in volleyball. And I think um, you know, just with her experience alone, she's helped those players develop. And even from a young age, she always holds these kid camps. Even right now, I think she's holding those young kid camps um, to start developing those players into volleyball players. And right now I can think of their setter and their outside, I believe, that are returning, um, their setter, uh, Kaylee Kofi, that's going to – Utah State. And she's played for her for the last three years. This will be her fourth. Um, I think she's a great leader for them. Um, and I think that um, with the others around her, they, they're they just very disciplined in volleyball terms and um, consistent. And that's why I think Bonneville, when you think of Bonneville, you think of consistent. When I was in high school, they were in the state championship against us, both my sophomore and junior year. So... <laughs> I always think of them as consistent volleyball, so.
0: Yes. Uh, You mentioned Kaylee Kofi, the great setter. She was the High Country Conference Player of the Year last year. Ava Arfman, uh, the outside hitter. Uh, I feel like they've both been there for like 10 years because they've (laughs) both been playing since they were freshmen. But here they are. They're finally seniors. Aspen Anderson, also very good for Bonneville also.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think they'll have a good chance this year. They... Did't make it last year right they lost to Blackfoot or
0: yeah so last year Bonneville made it to state along with Blackfoot but oh. I believe black Blackfoot got them at districts and oh. for Blackfoot that was huge because blackfoot oh. ha- hasn't really been a player on the volleyball stage uh, lately so that was huge for them
1: no I that was the first time they'd gone to state in a long time I don't yeah. know exactly of the years but Yes, they they did have they always have to fight because that district is tough for them as well because like you said Bonneville has just always been dominant there, and then who else is in their district?
0: Uh, so Blackfoot is the other team that went to state last year. They lost a lot to graduation. I think Idaho Falls actually is a team that could take um, a step forward. They had three sophomores earn all conference honors last year: Avery Look, Emma Volmer, Grace Fuger. They're now juniors, so. Right. Yeah, I, I think it could be Idaho Falls. You've also got Hillcrest, that's usually in the mix. Um, Aiden Matashaw, Senior Center, is going to kind of lead them. Um, okay. And then Shelly and Skyline are up there as well.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Tough competition. And lots of new coaches in there, too. Blackfoot got a new coach in Skyline, too. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. And Sky- and Skyline's got, you know, Skyline could be sneaky. Also, they've got a lot of height. Amy basic um, can jump out of the gym. She's a great high jumper in track uh, also. Okay. And you're right. Lots of new coaches. Chelsea RV is the new coach at Blackfoot. Uh, Kikoa Pukahi. I, I, uh, I'm going I'm to need some time to, I'm sorry, Kikoa, if I said your name wrong, uh, new coach at Skyline as well. Um, And then just to wrap up, other new coaches at the 4A level, Tracy Bullock is now at Ridgeview. Amber Fouts is at Valleyview. And Piper Wallen is the new coach at Sandpoint, which takes us up north to our final division in the 4A ranks. Um, It's always tough for these teams to get traction. They have to play the 5A schools um, up in North Idaho a lot, so their max preps ranking gets dinged a little bit. (laughs) Um, Lakeland has kind of been the team to beat historically, Um, they were the team um, to beat last year at districts. They got upset by Moscow. Moscow then got to to state and upset a few teams along the way. This is always a tough league to predict because there's only three teams and because the strength of schedule is so much higher.
1: That's just true. Like you said, I think it's it's hard to predict what's going to happen in that conference. Um, They're pretty even. And then, like you said, they just like upset each other all the time kind of <laughs> they as as far as i see it they, they're pretty even up there the competition they play is good so when it comes down to it it's just <laughs> who can handle that pressure and who has more experience when it comes to the district title of that one um i know that sandpoint was always at state when we were in high school they're always um they were always up there um but it looks like things kind of changed <laughs> from Lakeland and Moscow too. So like I said, that one's, that one's close. That was a close mm-hmm.
0: race. <laughs> yes. Uh, one athlete on each team to watch uh, Zia Munyer for Lakeland, Jessa Skinner from Moscow, Vivian Platt from Sandpoint, um, all okay. athletes to keep an eye on up North. All right, let's switch to our class three, a preview where uh, the more things uh, change, the more they stay the same. It's kind of, <laughs> the the same group of teams that we've seen the last couple of years with the lone exception of Sugar Salem was not at state last year. And I think that surprised a lot of people because the diggers have been such a dominant force, but they lost in the state play in game to get there.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. That surprised me. (laughs) They've been there for as long as I can remember. Think about it. Um, I mean, when we played them, they gave us a good match when I was back in high school. And over the years when I've watched them play with that same coach as well, I always see her. <laughs> um, they, you know, they play consistent volleyball. Again, um, that's one of the ones I think of is them and Bonneville. Um, and I think I think that surprised a lot of people. Um, but, you know, with St. River and Kimberly and Fruitland, those guys are always in the mix. <laughs>
0: Yes, let's let's start with the defending champs from Kimberly. They had just height out the wazoo last year. They had so much height, right? Yeah.
1: And that truly helped them dominate at the net. I mean, they other teams just weren't able to score on them. <laughs> um, but I mean, they they played well-rounded volleyball too. They had you know good passing, good setting going on. They they played a, a well-rounded game, and I think if you watch them play. You know, they just kept their cool. They were a very calm team. <laughs> they didn't let, um, you know, mistakes upset them like other teams do. And that and comes from experience. So they look good to me. Did they graduate a lot?
0: Um, so they lost a couple of their big hitters, okay. um, but they but they bring back some pretty good talent as well. Melissa Edwards, okay. uh, the head coach there at Kimberly, does a great job. Um, they did lose, uh, as I said, some of their bigger hitters they lost um the the player of the year in Kelsey Stanger um and she was a multi-sport athlete really phenomenal but they bring back some height still in Mallory Kelsey who started in the middle last year as a sophomore and that's really where their hopes start this year they also have Kadrian and Klinger their setter back and Macy Dilley um their opposite hitter uh Kimberly went undefeated last year I don't think they'll go undefeated again this year but to me they're still a contender to repeat as 3A champs.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree with both of those points. I think that they'll have more challenges this year, um, especially filling that big hole from the stinger, but I think that they can do it. Um, I think that throughout the season you'll see them, you know, fine-tune some things and they'll find their way back to the state championship. That's, I think, I think they'll be there because they have, yeah, three key pieces returning, but then I know that they had some younger ones who were ready to fill. So, I guess we'll see. I think they'll be there.
0: Yes. Um, the other team to join Kimberly at State last year from District 4, the Sawtooth Central Idaho Conference, SCIC, was Buell. And Buell was an interesting team. They went 1-5 and five in league play last year, but they were like 11-13 overall. So you're like, man, they just... Ran into some bad luck, it seems like, in the regular season. Well, Buell got hot at districts, got the second spot to state. They return junior setter Aspen Eckert. That's kind of what they'll build around there. They did lose some good athletes like Megan Montgomery and such. Um, I think Filer historically has been a pretty good program uh, in the past. And I really think Gooding could take a big step forward this year. Gooding was 8-8 eight and eight last year, 3-3 three and three in conference, straight 500, pretty steady Eddie. <laughs> I think Gooding could take a big step.
1: Yeah, I think that one's another close one. (laughs) I think those (laughs) teams play each other enough to kind of know how each other plays. So when it comes to districts, you can be like, okay, this is what we need to do to win here. Even though, you know, their record might not quite reflect (laughs) how they actually play, they get used to playing with each other so much. It's hard to beat a team twice in a row, so...
0: Yeah, this this district always seems to have some really crazy results at at district tournament time, for sure. Um, Gooding's got three seniors that are coming back that picked up all conference honors last year. Izzy Stockham on the outside, uh, Audrey Schilder in the middle, and uh, Dominique Salaya um, in the middle setting as well. I wanted to ask you uh, a volleyball question about. So Izzy Stockham is a senior for Gooding. and she's also like a really good pole vaulter in track and field. She's like one of the best in the state. What kind of <laughs> skills? What kind of skills translate from the pole vault to the volleyball court? Do you know of any?
1: I mean, obviously, you got to have those power moves. You got to be able to be explosive. Seems like, seems like you got to have the plyometrics and like explosive moves. So did you say? Is she a middle?
0: No, she's she's an outside.
1: She's an outside? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's actually, you know, they're all around. They, you know, not only hit and block, but they also have usually, you know, play more defense and serve receive and things like that. So I think just like the explosiveness, being able to move in one direction quickly to another um, you know, things like that carry over from pole vaulting to volleyball. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, good. I, I, I knew you would be the one to, to be able to tell me because I've <laughs> always been curious how skills translate from one sport to another. And I saw that one. I was like, that's an interesting one. So
1: yeah, yeah. that's cool though for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Her sister is actually pole vaulting at Idaho state university right now, okay. her older sister. So yeah, cool. Runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's talk about fruitland they were the team that got to the championship last year against kimberly um fell three to two in that undefeated semi-final saturday morning nearly nearly did it uh, <laughs> and then they got back to play kimberly but i think they were out of gas by that point um and got swept three nothing in in the championship but man fruitland was a team last year that was young the player of the year not just in the snake river valley conference uh, District 3, but for the entire state, 3A Player of the Year was Brooke Hardy at oh. Fruitland as a freshman.
1: As a freshman, right, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Fruitland, though, like as a whole program, they've always been up there in the 3A division. Um, they make it to the state championship quite often. <laughs> um, not a, not only in volleyball, but basketball, too. Um, they just have really good athletes out there. Um but I think what that says about them being so young that this year and even next year, you're, you're going to see them a lot more (laughs) in that state tournament.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fruitland got to state along with Weezer last year and Weezer actually played Fruitland in the third place match um, and lost three, nothing. Weezer brings back three really good seniors, Bailey Coleman, Abby Wilkins and Danny Lockett. Um, so Weezer could be right there again. Homedale always seems to be really tough from that district. They've got you know some athletes like Zane Hall and Olivia Asimendi. Um, McCall Donnelly's got a great individual in Gabby Green. Parma always seems to be really strong in volleyball. Who's who's besides Fruitland that you think is going to be at state this year from District Three?
1: Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm is gonna be there and then i think i think weezer is gonna do it again but i guess we'll see because um that one's closer for who will be going i think with fruitland um i for that i'm not sure i do think weezer but i guess we'll see
0: yeah last year fruitland was 18 and 2 weezer 14 and 7 mccall donnelly 15 and 7 so three teams right at the top that were all (laughs) <laughs> really talented <laughs> a year ago, really close too, yeah, um, okay, Let's talk about another team that's traditionally strong, uh, a team that took fourth at state last year, Snake River from District Five, the Southeast Idaho Conference. Uh the Panthers went fourteen and six last year. American Falls was second. Marsh Valley was third. Um, but really, I mean, it was it was Snake River's conference um, start to finish. And I think it's going to be the same way again this year. They bring back four all-conference players, Maddie Watt, the libero, Zoe Watt, the setter, Reese Baldwin on the outside, and Taylor Carlson in the middle. That is a fearsome foursome, and they've got reinforcements coming.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually had the opportunity to see them play in a summer tournament we just had a couple weeks ago, um, and they, uh, they moved Taylor Carlson to the outside. Uh, oh, which was actually a really good move. (laughs) She can score at will, but then, and, you know, in balance, you know, to her, her opposite can also score like that. So with those two dominating at the net, they have pretty controlled passes and setting going on. They, they did well, (laughs) they won that tournament. So, I mean, they're, they're one to watch out for, for sure. I think even at the state tournament when it comes time, but yeah, I think they're, going to be the ones who take that district
0: yeah and i believe snake river has either it's a, a new head coach this year or a second year coach sydney anderson is she's, coaching at snake river well
1: now. she's new but she was an assistant last year so yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. she's i think she'll do well she's uh, been around it for a while anyways at least uh, you know volleyball as the assistant jb coach things like that um, so she knows the girls, the program. Um, and I think that that always helps, um, not just stepping in completely blind, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we got to see them play and they looked, um, they looked good. They looked well-rounded. They're coming in senior heavy this season. So I know that those seniors are hungry to be, to be in that state championship this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, American falls, very senior heavy. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of their nine varsity players were seniors last year, yeah. Lindsay. How, how tough, tu- <laughs> how tough is that?
1: Um, so we've also seen them and they look very young. <laughs> so um, I mean, potentials there, you know, they just don't quite have the experience yet. Um, but that coach does a really good job too. Um, I know that she's, you know, helping them, you know, skill wise, you know, fine tune the technical stuff Um You know, they're just, they're just young. (laughs) You could just tell um, by their court sense that they were just doing things like, Oh no, that was a freshman move. He shouldn't have done that, but happens.
0: Yep. It'll, it'll be some on the job (laughs) training for American Falls this year. (laughs) For sure. Jordan Kern senior only returning varsity player from a year ago. But like you said, very good coach in Jamie Adair. She does such a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marsh Valley. We'll keep an eye on as well. Tierney Miller senior outside hitter is going to lead the Eagles there. Let's go uh, to district six, the mountain rivers conference where it wasn't sugar Salem at state last year. It was South Fremont. And I'm telling you, I think South Fremont is, is going to get back there. They've got so many good athletes.
1: They do. I, I agree with you there. Um, I think that South Fremont has kind of gotten overlooked in the past just because they're in the same conference as Sugar Salem, but they've actually always had a really good program. They've been steady, um, you know, again, very consistent, disciplined volleyball, but it's just Sugar has <laughs> come out on top more times than not. But I I agree with you. I think that South Fremont, you know, has been on their way up there <laughs> they're still they're still getting to their peak so
0: yeah there's been a lot of years where south fremont is the eight best teams at state but because they're in the same conference as sugar they don't get a chance to get there um and so it's nice to see them having a little uh, a little time in the spotlight uh to themselves they bring back uh Le a senior outside hitter um they also have carly bradshaw and then they've got a trio of juniors, setter Allie Hackworth, um, and then Tori Hathaway and Kensley Neville, who both play in the middle, um, that are all returning for South Fremont. Sugar Salem was very young last year. Um, a couple of freshmen actually picked up all-conference honors, Tasha Larson and Haley Phillips. They're now sophomores. Um, longtime coach for Sugar Salem. Uh, turned the reins over to, I believe it's her second year now, coaching – the diggers uh savannah vargason um and so it's kind of a new leader new voice um so sugar is still young but man with the history that program has i wouldn't count them out either
1: yeah i think that's going to be close great match between those two Uh, i guess we'll see who gets to get it this year because like you said sugar was super young last year but with who's returning for south fremont i think they'll get it but
0: Yep, and, and Teton also, is a, it's, a, it's a really good three-team conference here where they're all very equal. Teton's got uh, a couple of seniors, Abby Tibbetts and Cameron Flanagan and McKinley Coons, uh, Caitlin Zog's a good player, Alisa Kaufman. Um, so really, it's going to be fun to watch these three teams duke it out all year long.
1: That's true. And they'll face each other a lot. <laughs> so I <laughs> guess we'll get ready and we'll, we'll see
0: yes especially at districts they'll play each other a lot they'll they'll be they'll be tired of it for sure um our final conference in 3a is way up north district one the intermountain league where you've got timberlake you've got bonners ferry timberlake is such a strong program there's really nowhere to hide um bonners (laughs) ferry really struggled last year um the difference between timberlake and bonners ferry was pretty significant um i think timberlake is still the favorite there they've got Uh, Lindley Howard returning she was the MVP of the league last year Uh, Macy Sandbank is back she's a junior you know Bonner's Ferry has some good overall athletes Aisha Abubakari is one of my favorites she uh, throws the shot put in track as well and is phenomenal at that but Timberlake just has the depth and and the and the history on their side
1: yeah I think that one's not as close of a race (laughs) like you said you know both teams have good athletes but as far as you know, the volleyball side of things, I think Timberlake has has it there. Um, they just have more returning, and then they also um, they just seem to play the game a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know if Bonners Ferry, you know, has a different focus, but um, yeah, they they struggle.
0: Yeah, last year, uh, last or excuse me, uh, last year. Um, I got that totally mixed up. <laughs> I had that, I had that reverse. I had Bonners Ferry was the team that was really good last year and won the conference and Timberlake was the team that struggled a little bit. Uh, I apologize. Oh, I had a, I had a brain oh, cramp. No,
1: but I just remember one of them had like a really terrible record and one of them had a really great record. So was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was,
0: it was the reverse of that. So, so oh. Tim, so Timberlake really struggled last year, but they had to play, Bonner's Ferry, Sandpoint. Uh, They had to play Kellogg, which is always really good. Clark Fork, who we'll talk about. Lakeland, Lake City. Um, So they really did uh, run into the schedule a little bit. And Bonner's Ferry has really good athletes, as we talked about. Asia Abubakari. um, uh, Helen Ray is back as well. So I don't know. Two-team race is always tricky to predict. But uh, whoever gets to state, they will do so it's a it's an advantage for the teams from the north because nobody ever sees them right even even in the summer circuit right i feel see. like the north idaho teams go over to washington and stuff right yeah
1: we don't we don't see those north teams until still until state so <laughs> it is an advantage for sure um and where there's only two teams oh that's tough there's not much like to go off of even then
0: <laughs> <laughs> right for sure yes bonners ferry got the state last year as the sixth seed overall uh, okay. And they went two and out, uh, losing to Weezer and Bewell, uh there. So Bonners Ferry fans, I apologize. I got that mixed up in my head. Uh, but the, the same platitudes apply where Timberlake um, has to get uh, some on-the-job training and nowhere to hide in a conference with bon- uh, Bonners Ferry, and that's it. So uh, let's move to the 2A uh, level where you're defending champions. This, to me, was the toughest classification last year when when we were talking about the state bracket i looked at it and i said honestly like six or seven of these teams it wouldn't shock me if they're playing like on saturday you know for a top three spot um there were so many good teams melba the one seed ended up winning the championship Um, melba did lose some talented players to graduation but as it always seems to be they also have some really good players coming back in the pipeline. Ella Stosich is back as a senior. Tariah yeah. Carter is a junior and Ellie Johnson is a sophomore. So you you're like, why is Melba so good every year? Well, there are three returning all conference players or a senior, a junior, and a sophomore. They've got one at each level.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> yeah. Watching um Melba last year they they did well. Again, they they seem to, you know, all flow together, all six of them on the court. Um, yeah, but I do, I do know that they did lose one of their outsides, who was pretty dominant last year. So, be interesting to see who's filling that spot.
0: Yeah, Melba definitely lost uh, some talented athletes uh, that contributed to multiple sports. Um, they lost Maya Young, who was an outside hitter. They lost Kendall Clark, the five eleven hitter. Um, okay. They lost Hallie Arnold in the middle. She was 5'11". So Melba had a lot of height last year. May not have as much this year, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I think, again, the 2A was hard um, just because they all kind of played each other like well, but they it came down to, again, just who had more experience and then they were able to not let <laughs> their mistakes get to them in the end. Mobile played a very, you know, collected game and they were able to just be dominant and play their game throughout without playing how others play.
0: Right. Uh, at the 2A level last year, Lindsay, there were 12 teams that finished with winning overall records. Yeah. And of course, there's only eight spots to state. So you had <laughs> you had teams that were at home that were like, yeah, we could we could have competed <laughs> for this thing.
1: Yeah. And they I don't know. It's hard. It's hard with the districts and the conferences the way that it's set up. But yeah, that one, I think, was closer than any other as far as like, well, you know, this team could have been there. This team could have been there, um, you know, because it wasn't so clear cut like five and four. a. Yes.
0: Not much drama at the higher levels. Um, Lots of drama at the two a. Also in Melba's conference, uh, District three, the Western Idaho conference, Cold Valley Christian got the state last year. Uh, they bring back uh, uh, four seniors who got all conference honors. Uh, Hadley Fraz, who's, you know, 6'1", 6'2", yeah. great player <laughs> in the middle. Carly Clark, Sam Simonson, Addison Herbeck are all back. Napa Christian was one of those teams that had a winning record. They were 13-8, and eight, but they missed out on state. They bring back uh, two seniors and Alyssa Gregory and Sophie Mylander and two juniors, Alexis Dodit and Kaylee Reeves, who got all conference honors as well. So really that's kind of the top three to me. Melba. Coal Valley, Napa Christian, and I think any combination of those three could get to
1: State. That's true. Oh, that's tough. (laughs) That's a tough one. I think Melville will be there for sure. Um, Oh, I don't know about – I don't know. I don't know about the rest. They were all that had winning records, and they were just close, and when you play each other so much, oh, man, you you can see what you need to do to beat just that specific team.
0: Yep, flip a coin for sure. A uh, couple a couple new coaches in the league this year. New Plymouth has a new coach. Stephanie Bergen uh, takes over uh, at New Plymouth. Um, Bree Sheldon is also the new coach at North Star Charter. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Um, the team that got to the championship against Melba last year was actually the four seed overall. Yeah. And it was it was a team from East Idaho, but it wasn't Milad. That was the team we kind of thought you know they had beaten West Side so many times in the regular season and <laughs> at districts. West Side got a higher seed than them. Malad had to play West Side in the first round at state. Malad beat West Side, but then when they met up on the back end of the bracket in the fourth place match, West Side got revenge. I mean, Malad <laughs> and West Side just went back and forth all year last year. Spoiler alert: We're in for a similar story yeah. this year. It's going to be those two. Fighting to compete, but Westside got all, all the way to the championship last year and yeah. fell to Melba.
1: Yeah, and I think um, both of those teams looked good <laughs> when I got to see part, uh, parts of their game last year. But oh man, that one's like a true definition of a you know rivalry right there. Uh, they played each <laughs> other so much, and even at the state tournament, they got to play each other again. Um, the emotions were high. <laughs> they they both know how each other plays um, just came to who truly had a better all-around game that match and they were battling um I remember that one and I even remember in their district championship too. That one's hard and I honestly I don't know which one's gonna come out on top.
0: Yeah Malad was 14 and six last year West Side was 20 and four Sarah Scal Weinert returns in the middle for West Side. The lad brings back a couple of good hitters and Hallie Horsley and Wrigley Peterson. Um, those two, definitely the teams to watch. Bear Lake kind of sneaky as well. Bear Lake was 10 and six last year and they have a new head coach this year, Stephanie Birch. So we will see how Bear Lake fares in district five. Also uh, taking third place at state last year was Ryrie, the number two seed overall. They were the champions of the Nuclear Conference up in District Six, and they were another team. This is another league that was really tough with Firth uh, and North Fremont. And Salmon actually took second place last year. Uh, this one's a kind of a free for all. Ryrie lost a lot of talent to graduation, so to me, this might be the most wide open conference we see in Class Two A this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say that, like Ryrie, though they've like kept their <laughs> their players coming, they've developed them well from a young age. Um, I know that because they play club as well. (laughs) And so they've always had younger teams in the mix with their younger players coming up. They did lose a lot, um, but I feel like they have what they need to continue. (laughs) Um, But um, I think Salmon was a surprise for me last year. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I guess besides Ryrie, I didn't really know how the other ones would fare out. But I guess we'll see
0: this year. Yeah. Ryrie does bring back two players that picked up all conference honors. Uh, Viola Hayes on the outside, Riley Sickinger in the middle. So they're both back for Ryrie, but then you look at who's back in terms of all conference performers. Firth brings back five, including Mm. four seniors, Daytona Folkman, Macy Meacham, Emery Guthrie and Piper Clayson. They also bring back Rachel Jacobson, junior center or Fremont brings back six. All conference players from last year, okay. uh, three three seniors: Ali Marsden, Emery Lenz, Alyssa Hill; two juniors: Josie Richardson and Grace Heiner; and then a sophomore: Taylor Sessions. So Firth was ten and nine last year. North Fremont was eight and nine. With all that talent coming back, I expect both of those teams to take a big step forward.
1: That's true. That is a lot. <laughs> I didn't realize they had that many conference players returning. Um, yeah, so I guess. I guess we'll see how it goes because Ryrie doesn't have much returning, but like I said, they have good younger players that I know of um, that aren't quite on that list yet. Uh, (laughs) So I guess we'll see. Um, Didn't Ryrie get a new coach as well?
0: Let me look. Yes, they did. Hillary Scott, new coach at Ryrie. That's what I thought. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many. I've got a list here of all the <laughs> the new coaches. I got to double check. Um, speaking of new coaches up there in District 6, Wes Jefferson also has a new coach. Uh, oh. Raquel Torgerson had been the coach for a really long time, but she is now the athletic director. Uh, oh. So she can't coach volleyball. So congratulations <laughs> to Coach Torgerson.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Lori Edens will be the new coach at West J this year. And uh, yeah, I agree. Salmon, I think, could be. Sneaky. They were ten and five last year. They bring back three seniors who picked up all conference honors. A pair of outside hitters and Sydney Pilkerton and Cadence Kaufman, and then senior setter Leanna Severe. I think Sidney Pilkerton from Salmon could really compete for the conference player of the year award, um, just on an individual level from Salmon, which would be really cool to see. Also,
1: yeah, I agree. There's a lot of talent <laughs> at all of these levels that. You know, at some points, people don't even know of yet, but they'll get to see it this year.
0: Yep, for sure. So just us just talking up how deep and talented District Six is. Only one team got the state from District Six last year. That was Ryrie. Um, Firth had a chance, but had to play Malad in a play-in game, and of course, you know, good luck. Malad's so good. Um, so yeah, we'll see how District Six shakes out. Uh, This year, let's go up north to uh, District 1 and 2, the Central Idaho Conference, where St. Mary's was the team to beat last year. They came to state as the number three seed overall. They lost to Nampa Christian right away, battled back before having to face Malad in a loser out contest where they ultimately fell. Um, St. Mary's lost quite a bit to graduation, which I think could open the door possibly for Kellogg to maybe assume control of this district. But up north, it's always tough to tell
1: it is true again just because um we don't see them that much during the season um they play you know teams in washington and things like that we <laughs> we don't know much until come state tournament time but i do agree that kellogg did have a good record last year as well and i think that they played them tight so i guess with you know graduating so many i think kellogg could take it this year
0: Yeah, Kellogg has the only returning All-State player. Uh, It's senior setter Madison Chaney. Um, Oh, You know, yeah, she's she's really talented. Um, (laughs) St. Mary's lost three seniors to graduation. It was their three best athletes. Um, And so they do have some younger players that were kind of complementary pieces last year that will now have to step in and be the alphas, so to speak, which can always be a tough transition, right?
1: Yeah, I mean... I guess, again, like experience, like if they had that experience since they were a freshman coming up, kind of like others we talked about that you feel like have been playing for like 10 years, but really, you know, they've just been getting that experience since they were freshmen. So if it's like freshmen or sophomores like that who had the experience, but, you know, they they weren't quite at that level yet, but I think this year they could be, um, you know, then, then, <laughs> then they'll be battling it out at the state tournament. But um, I just, I don't know. I haven't seen them play yet. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. I will say one other team to keep an eye on from the North is Orofino, the Maniacs. They were very young last year, uh, went 7 and 12, took their lumps, but they went 4 and 4 in conference play. Um, and I think with another year under their belts, maybe Orofino could take that next step forward as well. Uh, and then, of course, we finish up with District 4, the Canyon Conference. This is only three teams it's Declo, it's Wendell. It's the Sun Valley Community School, and really, it's it's been Declo's league for a while now. Declo got to state last year; they were the number eight seed overall. But um, the Hornets, I think, are going to be pretty talented again this year.
1: Yeah, I think Declo's um, pretty much like dominated that conference for a while, haven't they? Yeah, what I remember, um, yeah, they um, they always seem to. Um, have the upper hand in volleyball i'm not sure how the other sports go for them <laughs> but similar
0: it. yeah basketball they're always at state and okay yeah
1: so yeah i i don't see that changing but
0: <laughs> <laughs> they bring back uh Bryn silcock uh who was a great setter they bring back the nebuchadnezzar girls rachel is a senior jacoby is a junior and they both are interchangeable they can play in the middle or on the outside um lily mallory is back as well so yeah i think Declo is is primed for uh, a repeat season of success over Uh there in district four um okay let's talk 1a d1 we're getting closer we're getting closer to the (laughs) end here 1a d1 uh last year troy was your state champions coach deborah blazard has uh, taken troy this really small town up in north idaho and And transformed it into this volleyball mecca, I think it'll continue again this year.
1: I agree, and um we we saw them those those athletes play club together too, so again, it comes back to they're they're getting those reps at a faster pace higher level year round kind of deal, and that was that was their team it was those short players. <laughs>
0: Yeah, three returning All-State players for Troy this year. Lee Eklund in the middle, Derricka Morgan on the outside, Olivia Tyler, the setter. All three of them are seniors, but you mentioned they all play together so much throughout the season and even into the offseason. They're just a well-oiled machine. It's yeah. really fun to, to watch them compete. Uh, last year, Troy as a team on the season went 22-1. and So they almost became Idaho's second undefeated champion along with Kimberly, Um, but they did stumble one time. (laughs) One time. Yep, one time. And I'm trying to think of who it was they fell against. Oh, you know who they lost to? You'll love this. It's a team we're going to talk about still. Horseshoe Bay. (laughs) Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I can see that. Well, both both programs, as far as what I've seen, they, they do a good job. Again, consistent, disciplined volleyball. You know, all six of them on the court, you know, have a lot of experience. They play well. Uh, I can see that.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about horseshoe bend when we get to our <laughs> one A D too. Um kind of lost in, you know, how dominant Troy was was that their league, the White Pine League District Two, had a lot of good teams. Potlatch was sixteen and six. Okay. Seven, Kamei was 12 and 11. They all bring back really good players. Laney Landmark is back for Kamei. Evelyn Grocki for Logos. Um, okay. So second place, uh, good luck. I don't know. Put them in a <laughs> hat and shake it up.
1: That's true. Uh, I'm not sure either. I guess we'll see more as the season goes on. But it sounds like there's a lot returning from every team. So.
0: Yep, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> uh, we will move through this quickly because I see you're being <laughs> directed off camera. You probably got to run um okay uh let's talk about district three uh rimrock won that district last year 15 and 7 liberty charter was also 15 and 7 this is in a humongous 11 team district so it's really hard to predict how things will shake out there i think idaho city could be sneaky they've got diana Castera, michaela barber kaya brown all back liberty charter returns aspen davis and addie roscombe Rimrock lost a lot to graduation, but they've got Ryland Burbank and Taylor Gasper back as well. Um, Greenleaf Friends is, is always in the mix. Uh, this, to me, is a league where you've got like five or six really good teams and then five or six that are struggling, and then there's kind of a big divide in this humongous league.
1: Yeah, and I think it kind of gets that way with everyone that's like over 10 teams in, or even at 10 teams. Um, there There is a big divide <laughs> between the top five and the lower five, I feel like. Um, you know, top five, they're all fighting for their spot, but the bottom five aren't going to get up there into the top five. Um, they're just kind of battling it out from each other, trying to get better, but.
0: Yep, for sure. Um, facing Troy in the uh, championship last year, it was uh, uh Genesee, uh, but the third place team was Murtaugh from district four. Um, the red devils lost some, some good players to graduation, but they also do bring back. Uh, the Stangers, um, they have uh, Ashley Stanger, she was the conference player of the year. Addie Stanger is back as well. And Murtaugh, is that a team that you guys played last year? Mm-hmm.
1: It is, yeah. So, we, <laughs> we went to five sets with them and we lost in season. Um, we uh, yeah, I think we play them every year, <laughs> so we'll see this year. We did play them in the summer tournament as well. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't look the same, um, obviously, because of who they lost. Um, But we'll see. Like you said, they have, you know, dominant hitters and the stingers on the outside. Um, But yeah, they need some other players to step up.
0: For sure. So Murtaugh uh, got to state last year, as did Oakley. Oakley lost almost everybody to graduation. (laughs) It's going to be really hard for Oakley. Um, I think a team that could break through is actually Lighthouse Christian. Um, They bring back Ella DeYoung, senior um, hitter. Kinsey McCoy is a good sophomore who started as a freshman last year. Carrie also brings back uh junior setter, Paige Black also. So that's kind of how I see district four shaking out lighthouse or maybe Carrie joining Murtaugh as, as the second team at state.
1: Okay. Oh wait. So are Murtaugh and Oakley in the same? Yes. Conference? Oh, okay. Same conference. Yes. More than last year. We played yeah. Oakley, but yeah, they, they look completely different. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oakley lost almost everybody. Uh, <laughs> we've got District One up north, Genesis Prep uh, and Wallace are kind of the two teams that have been battling up there the last couple of years. Wallace won the league last year. They have two seniors coming back in Tia Hendrick and Brittany Phillips. and then Bella Anderson, a junior outside hitter, uh, was the conference player of the year for Genesis Prep. So we'll oh. see if those teams flip positions. Um, and then over in East Idaho, it's Grace. Grace always is just so tough. They've got Sydney Smith back, Melody Stratman. What makes Grace so difficult every year, Lindsay?
1: Um, I think because they played like together since they're like little, since they're like little littles, and they keep like, just keep playing together <laughs> all the way through high school. It's such a small town too. They take you know pride in their school. They want to do well for their community. And there's only you know so many of them. They're not that big there. Um, they have a really dominant basketball program too. Um, but for volleyball, I think it was. A little bit more of a shock because of who was in their district, <laughs> but I know that they have really good athletes out there they always have definitely
0: <laughs> all right well we will wrap up with 182. this is where you uh you see all the best teams you help coach at Rockland um and we have to start with I know I know it's gonna <laughs> you know touch a nerve but horseshoe bend <laughs> the team that uh defeated Rockland last year in the championship they they're so good they've been the top team at one a d two for the past couple of years. Uh, yeah. They bring back the, the state player of the year in Annalee Wilson in the middle, Olivia Bauer on the outside, Abby Howerton on the outside, Tori Cheetah the libero, Alia Meyer, the the setter. What makes Horseshoe Bend so good?
1: Um, I think you kind of just said it. Um, with those all being conference players, I mean, you could see that they have so much experience together and they just played, again, <laughs> comes back to consistency. They don't, you know, make the mistakes um, you know, they're gonna force the other team to make the mistakes. Um, it, m- it might not be that dominant kill that Annalie gets every time, but she's not gonna make that error. She's gonna force the other team to make that error. Um, I think that they're tough mentally. Again, that's what they experience. Um, what I saw from them was just very um, clean collected volleyball. They weren't chaotic or sporadic. They're very in tune in system a lot (laughs) which obviously helps them to win (laughs) Um, even in tight you know emotional matches um, yeah they were able to keep their cool and they have um, at least five players on the court at all times who are very experienced in playing with each other and knowing each other's tendencies and that always helps their team chemistry was good
0: (laughs) yeah uh, horseshoe bend uh, with coach sharsty Moore do such a phenomenal job but also lost in the shuffle is in their own conference council. They took third at state last yeah. year. They're like, hello, we're good too. Uh, <laughs> they've got, they've got Hope Zolman back. She's a senior hitter. Michaela Hart, big, tall in the middle, six right. one senior. Pepper Matthews is back as well. Council also very tricky.
1: Yeah, I, they are good. I will say that they did lose some, uh, probably their best hitter um, in Isabel, um, but um, as far as that goes, you know, they have a good coach, the same coach who's trying to teach them discipline volleyball. Um, they just weren't as disciplined as, you know, a horseshoe bend or other teams. They didn't play as consistent and they weren't always, you know, knowing what to do in that moment as far as volleyball goes, court sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, Paula Tucker is the coach at council. She's been doing it a really long time. Other teams to keep an eye on in District 3 this year, Garden Valley brings back uh, Aubrey Zimmer, Emma Davis, and Lacey Tucker. Um, and then Tri-Valley, you know, was the last non-horseshoe bend team to win a championship, Tri-Valley. They've got a junior in uh, Stella Warren to keep an eye out for as well. Uh, let's let's talk about your conference, District 5 and 6, the Rocky Mountain Conference. Rockland uh, was the second-best team in 1A D2 last year. You lose the Wilson uh, Twins to graduation. Um, but you bring back uh, kick, uh, Callen Perman. Autumn Farr, uh, and, of course, excellent coaching. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, the seniors we lost, um, they, they played big roles for us. Um, but, you know, with every team, you have players who can feel that. It's just up to them to take that step. <laughs> we kind of talked about that for a lot of teams, um, and I think that Autumn and Cowan can do that for us. Um, our district... Um, I guess it's always tough, too, because there's a lot of teams, too. (laughs) But um, Matthew lost a lot, too. (laughs) Um, Water Springs lost a lot, too. Um, So I kind of feel like with who's uh, coming in, we just need to, you know, keep preparing, keep working hard. Um, I see that, you know, Grace Lutheran has some good players coming up. Water Springs also has a couple that are good, that are seniors this year. Um, You know, so we'll see. Um, I don't. I don't know what you know people are saying on the outside, but I know you know what our district looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah, just in terms of returning all-conference players, uh, Grace Lutheran has the most with uh, Kirsten Kraus, great setter, uh, uh, Molly Hall, outside hitter, Samantha Moretti, also a good athlete for Grace Lutheran, and then the only other returning all-conference player is from Taylor's Crossing, Ali Webb, the senior, and Heather Webb, of course, is the coach there at Taylor's Crossing. Yeah. So. A lot of unknowns in your conference this year.
1: That's true. Yeah, Kirsten will play well for them. Hallie will play well for her team. But as far as like other pieces, trying to put it all together, we'll see. Yes,
0: (laughs) easier said than done, for sure. (laughs) Um, District 4 is always really tough. Richfield has been kind of the premier team. Dietrich has been right there with them. Uh, They bring back the Sawtooth Conference Offensive Player of the Year in Fallon, Obar. And the conference defensive player of the year in Casey Hendren. They have Shelby Jones, Callie Hendren, JC Telford all back for Richfield. For Dietrich, they bring back three seniors Ellie Hoskisson, Sage oh. Hubert, and Jessica Power. Uh, to me, it's Dietrich and Richfield on this collision course in District 4. I
1: agree. And I think that's how it was last year. (laughs) Um, I think that's how it is for that district, actually. Um, I didn't really know much about that district until last year, but I can tell you that, yeah, both of those teams um, had, you know, the pieces to do it. Um, Yeah, Richfield has more um, offensive power, I will say, (laughs) than Dietrich does. And I think that's what's going to help them stay ahead, but we'll see.
0: Definitely. One more player to keep an eye on in that conference, uh, Ellie Whitmarsh at Hagerman. She's a senior. Uh, Christy Whitmarsh, the coach there for Hagerman, um, does a fantastic job. Uh, And then up north in Idaho, you know, District 1, it's always Clark Fork. It seems like the Wampus Cats, um, they bring back uh, Lily Reuter and Eloise Shelton, a pair of seniors that are good multi-sport athletes. Um, Mullen is probably the biggest challenger. They've got Jasmine Nelson, who's a senior. She's been playing since she, her freshman year. Um, but to me, it really is Clark Fork out of district one.
1: Yeah, I agree there. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's hard for me to talk about the up North teams until like, I actually look at their games. <laughs> Cause I right. don't see them much. So, but I agree with you from what I saw at state. So yeah, definitely. And
0: then in district two, uh Deary always has a strong program year in year out they bring back senior setter Kennedy Kirk who could contend for all state honors um Kendrick has Haley Taylor back um it's going to be uh tough between those two teams and really some unknowns beyond that but uh yeah that is volleyball Lindsay from 5a all the way to 1a d2 uh I took up a lot of your time Uh, I apologize that we ran along thank you so much for doing this though
1: you're good Thanks. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, we got some exciting things coming up. This is the first week of volleyball. Lots of teams have their first game tomorrow, actually. So get ready for that.
0: (laughs) Yes. And the Peg Peterson tournament is this weekend in in Pocatello. CUNA's hosting a season opening tournament as well. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for uh, keeping up with the kill every week. Lindsay's going to kind of tell us what's going on in the volleyball scene. And uh, thanks for tuning into this volleyball preview special, everybody. Let's get to it. For Lindsay, I'm Brandon, and we'll see you later on IdahoSports.com.